The World Series is here. Alongside former Major League pitcher Josh Towers, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the Major League Baseball World Series Preview Podcast brought to you by pregame.com. Thanks so much for listening here on the Straight Out of Vegas podcast feed. Game one of the World Series is tonight in Arlington. The Rangers hosting the Diamondbacks. And our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook have the Texas Rangers a minus 162 favorite in this game tonight with the Diamondbacks plus 136 on the comeback. Nathan Yavaldi gets the start for the Rangers. Zach Gowan for the Diamondbacks. Your series price, Rangers minus 170, Diamondbacks plus 145. Josh, before we get into this game tonight and some bets on the World Series, let's quickly look back on the Championship Series. Both go to Game 7s. And both saw the road teams winning both games six and seven (laughs) away from home. We'll start in the American League because I don't think that was much of a surprise that the Texas Rangers beat the Houston Astros. No, I don't either. Well, I mean, it's it's fitting to the season, right? The Houston was a maybe a five hundred team at home, and they were obviously well above five hundred on the road. Uh, It's just weird that that carries over and translates so we again we're so much more comfortable at home with just our routines and stuff so to see that happens crazy plus you have the advantage of last up and the advantage of starting the game on the mound and setting the the strike zone and setting the tone right so it's weird to see visiting teams win so much um but very fitting in that texas series the road team won every game it's unbelievable man it really is again it's not crazy to see houston do better on the road it got it got me thinking about the texas rangers like a little conspiracy theory that they wanted to lose at the end of the season so that they didn't win the division. I mean, it's nonsense. You want to win Absolutely the division. Nonsense, but, right. like, by imagine if, if they would have won the division, well, then they, they would have had home advantage. Well, they almost didn't make it. <laughs> I know. They didn't make it in the postseason <laughs> at that point. That's the only issue with it's, that. It's crazy how it worked out so perfectly for them. You know, they play an upstart. They, they, they upset the Rays, and they play an upstart team in the Orioles that they overpower. Well, we knew that. Well, you, yeah. I mean, listen, we might have been wrong in some other places, but I feel like I was, Comfortable as I know where I live, I was comfortable Texas was beating the Orioles. Yeah. It just wasn't in the Orioles' cards. Um, I got to say this real quick. I'm so sick and tired, and you and I have addressed this. I'm so sick and tired of hearing people cry about the format needs to be changed mm-hmm. because two wildcard teams are in the World Series. Like, everybody had an equal shot to win games, yeah. and they chose not to for whatever reason, right? It's not like a choice, but, you know, you didn't do it. And then you think about the reason a lot of teams lost or the reasons a lot of teams won. And I'll tell you, I, I can't I, I don't know how many teams in, in the postseason trusted their third starter like Arizona has trusted Fott. They pitched him game one versus Milwaukee, yeah. right? Yep. And he's progressed each and every time. He's gotten uh, so be- so much better. He, he's, he's been elite He's this been good. It's just experience. You see what yeah. experience does and when you calm your nerves. And 25-year-old and a, rookie. A lot of – which is crazy enough. They usually are up at 22 nowadays. Mm-hmm. I think I was 24 in my debut. Um, these guys, like, it's just – Texas, what has Texas done? They've relied on their starting pitching. These guys have always gone deep. You know, Nivaldi's done great. Montgomery's done uh, done a great job. Like, they've let these guys go deep in the three-headed monster in Arizona. Like, there's you look back and you, and you see the, the get them overs. You see the the stealing the bases. You see the little things, the bunting. Like, you see the, again, we had a game where it was zero zero in the sixth inning. I think it was or through six, maybe into the seventh. Philly had first and second, and I think Bryson was up, and they chose not to bunt. 
it's a zero zero game that late and you have that mm-hmm. bullpen and runs are at a premium because everybody's pitching well and you're not gonna try to get that one run and we go double play out and the inning's over. Like I don't know, man. Like you you say what you want about Arizona, but I always say this. I don't care if you know my name. I don't care. We play baseball to win the games, and just because you as media personnel don't know my name mm-hmm. doesn't mean our team's not good, and that's where we fall into. So everybody's a little butthurt that Arizona beat Philly because Philly's a loaded team, and I, I agree Philadelphia I think should have won. But they played better baseball. That's I don't reality. think it's a coincidence as we transition to the NLCS. I don't think it's a coincidence that one, in Arizona, game six and seven, they picked up the running game. They stole more bases in game six and seven than they did the entire I, series before. I talked about that at Vison the other day. I talked about that, too. Um, they they were very, very selective. They did not run early in the series. It's like uh, Philadelphia did a good job of holding runners as mm-hmm. well. But you know what? They kind of lulled them to sleep. And then when it was they time to spots. go, yeah. they picked their spots well, and they went, and it caused – it led to runs, and it led to winning these games. Well, that's Diamondbacks baseball. That's yes. the team that they were all season. And there were times when I was giving out picks on the Diamondbacks all season, even in early this postseason against the Dodgers. I'm like, this is a team that runs. They create havoc. And, and it's it, a lot of pressure, dude, on yeah. those pitchers when I know you're going to steal. Mm-hmm. It takes my mind, and it takes away from you and puts it over there. And for those of us who are not good – at controlling the running game but still throwing quality strikes, we're in trouble. So those dudes that are very lazy on the mound and don't work on this, Arizona's not for you. Because if my mind is solely on that runner, guess what it's not on? The hitter and that quality pitch that I need to throw because I'm still going to throw that pitch, right? And so that's what has to be number one, and then I'll go to number two, which is the running game. But when I know you're on base and I'm distracted, you that hitter's getting a good pitch. Mm-hmm. So be patient. Well, let's transition then into the World Series. Can the scrappy... Havoc creating approach for the Arizona Diamondbacks beat this high powered offense of the Texas Rangers. You look during the regular season, the Rangers had the second highest batting average in all of baseball. They had the number three on base percentage in all of baseball. They hit the third most home runs in all of baseball. They scored the third most runs in all of baseball during the regular season. The Diamondbacks, not even close to what the Texas Rangers offense produced the entire season. What, has Arizona done anything good this year? Oh, they're in the World Series. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, they somehow win enough games to get to the World Series. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah, Diamondbacks are second in the league in stolen bases. There you go. <laughs> get on base. They somehow get on base, and then they steal them when they need to steal them. I will say this, man. I, I think Texas obviously wins. Um, I shouldn't say that. That's I think. Don't Texas, say obviously. I think yeah. Texas obviously wins. That doesn't even make sense. Um, you like Texas at <laughs> minus one seventy? Say. I think Texas should win the series. Um, Nathan Avaldi was not good his last start. He, I mean, he. I. I don't know if it's that stage where he came back. He didn't do any rehab assignments. He's, he gets his first start back in the big leagues. It doesn't go well for a while, right? He progresses, which is was risky because they almost didn't make the postseason. But he progressed his stamina, his inning count, his pitch mm-hmm. count, everything up in the big leagues up into the playoffs. And he's, he's was just very dominant and stretched out finally. He's gone f- at least six innings in all four postseason starts. I feel which is why his total is five and two-thirds with plus money today. I feel like that last start, he kind of hit a wall. He couldn't locate. He was pulling everything. Nothing was staying inside. There was no late life because everything was just pulled. And I was just wondering the whole time I watched that game versus Houston is if he 
if he ran into that dead arm phase that we're going to run into, given how he came back and how he built his arm back up and his body back up. So I just even thought, though he threw six and a third innings yeah. last game, it th- was 88 pitches. It was the least amount of pitches he's thrown this postseason. Yeah, no strikeouts, hardly. I think his strikeout count was very low. Yeah, yeah. It was Three not, walks, though. Not normal for him. Yeah, well, again, he was just pulling everything, and it didn't – he just wasn't himself. And the fact that he pitched so well is just a – it's just credit to the fact that he's not relied on stuff and he's learned how to pitch, right? And he's had to do that. And I, I thought that was what he was able to rely on. A lot of guys can't do that, right? Which, which makes Nathan a little bit more special. And then, of course, he's been so much more special in his career in the postseason. I'm just curious on, on how that works. If, if, if Houston was willing to be a lot more patient in that game, I just thought that they, they could have got him out of there early, and they weren't. They were still hacking at everything. Maybe a credit to Evaldi on how crafty he was that game, but I just I'm it makes me nervous, man. Like I'm I'm I don't know how much I want to jump on his stuff today or if I just want to watch him pitch and, and try to get a feel. I'm not sure yet on what I want to do. Do I think he goes six innings? If Arizona is willing to work counts, that five and two thirds over, it's not coming in play. I mean he's at seventeen and a half outs at circa. He's fifteen and a half up on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Wow, let me look at this again. It's minus one thirty. So at circa Nathan Evaldi is over 17 and a half at plus 130. That's unbelievable. Because there's a two-out discrepancy here. Yeah. This is why you have to shop around. But I've noticed Circa has been taxing on the overs. So they must be getting they must be getting limit bets when they open up these lines mm-hmm. because they've been moving a lot now. I don't know who's betting them right now, who's betting them at open, but I've noticed when I've looked at these out props, because I hit a lot of them during the mm-hmm. championship series. Yeah. And I've noticed that you know William Hill, uh, DraftKings, they'll have they'll post a number, and Circa is like, like almost an, like an out higher. You see, they're two outs higher two today. Out higher in this one, which is wild. What is Zach Gallon? Because it's Zach Gallon at Circa is fifteen and a half. Yeah, plus one twenty on the over. He's plus one hundred five over on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Let me look at William Hill right now because I'm telling you, someone is hitting these at Circa, which makes me think that the fifteen and a half is the play here for. Um, for Nathan Yabaldi. Mm-hmm. So up on William Hill right now, if we look at the pitching props, outs recorded for Yavaldi is 15 and a half minus 121 to the over. Yavaldi. Wow. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's Zach Allen. Yavaldi 15 and a half minus 150 to the over. Minus 150 to the over. And yeah. this is over 17, 17 and a half at plus 130. Which should be I guess. Will he go six? So really what Circa is saying is like the, the true number is 16 and a half. And yeah. they're juicing you to the over on the 16 and a half. Play it at William Hill. Over 15 and a half. William Hill is the play. If you like the over. I do like the over. I mean, obviously, if you like the under, you're running over to Circa and hopping on that. It's minus 150 to the under. So will he go six? Is this against Arizona? You're not worried about a lot. I mean. Think about this. If he goes into the sixth inning. And gets taken out in the sixth inning, you can middle both. both. It, well, he has to get one out in the sixth inning. Yeah. So the question is, and this is why it was a lot easier. How many to extra do this. days is he getting today? He's on normal rest. Normal. Yeah. The the question that I always have with these pitching props, and this is the 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 thing that you have to understand: some numbers are more valuable than others. Um, we know about the three batter rule for relief pitchers. Yep. But if a, if a relief pitcher comes into the game to finish out an inning, they don't have to go three batters. They could come in, they can get the final two outs of an inning, and then they uh, that's it. They can, they can take them out of the game. But 
if they bring that pitcher back in for the next inning, they still have to get the three batters. So let's say you bring a pitcher in with one out left in the, in the sixth inning. They get that final out of the sixth. You can take him out of the game. He's fine. But if you bring him back in the game for the next inning, he has to face two batters because so he's got to get that three-batter minimum. Such a dumb rule. He's got to get that three-batter minimum. So the number of 15-and-a-half is a much better bet than the 16-and-a-half, right? Be- or, or, or the 17 and Well, I was 17-and-a-half. You want him to, you're asking you him to go to the complete inning. But the 15-and-a-half yeah. si- is a better number to bet than the 16-and-a-half because a, a, ba- a, pitch, a, ba- a manager might be more likely to have them get two outs – or a one out in the inning, and then get the two first two batters of the next inning, or two outs, and then get the first batter of the next. It's a it's these a, guys, it's gonna, a fine line to walk, but also it they're matters. They're going to try to stretch both these guys as much as they can. But the thing is, it matters who's batting on the other team, and it was so much easier for me to do this with Diamondbacks pitchers because Here, wait, when you on. looked at the top of the Phillies lineup, you knew that they weren't going to let a pitcher face Schwarber three times. You knew they weren't. You know, I would with, love to. With the um, Diamondbacks lineup right now, is there anybody that Nathan Yavaldi they're worried about having Nathan Yavaldi face a third time? How about they win? How about how about Arizona beats Philly and Zach Gallon goes zero and two in the series? Yeah, zero and two with a five plus. Um, but but, and, but he's give, he went five innings and gave up five. And he went six innings and gave up four. There he's going to go deep. Like they're gonna stretch this kid. They he has to be an inning eater. Oh, I agree. I think both of these guys pitched through five innings. And then Falk goes 2-0. Yeah. But let me a- a- answer, that, answer me that question. On the Diamondbacks lineup, Marte, Carroll, or actually it will probably be uh, Carroll leading off, then Marte, Moreno, Walker. Why would you – is there anybody that you're – a bad matchup, by the way. I'm just going to say this right now. Nathan Evaldi versus Cattell Marte is a bad matchup for Marte. Bad. He's not – he may lay down a bunt, but as far as him getting his hits on high pitches, he's not going to see any. It's a bad matchup for him. Nathan Yavaldi career, he has not faced Marte. The only players on the Diamondbacks that he has faced, Lourdes Gurriel. Look at Nathan Yavaldi in the postseason. Yeah, he's gone six innings every time. 4-0. Yeah. Uh, he's faced Lourdes Gurriel. He's faced and, Evan Longoria. There is a—at a, Stations Casino. You ready for this? Yeah. Stations Casino. Uh— Will Nathan Avoldi record the win? Yes is plus 165. No is minus 220. He's recorded the win in all four starts. In the yeah, postseason. the yes is plus 165 at DraftKings. He's gone six minimum, as you said. He hasn't given up more than three. Three, two, one, one. Even the other day where I didn't think he had his good stuff, which is kind of proven, three walks and four Ks where it's been one walk in nine, zero walks in seven, or zero walks in eight. I mean, he's been that dominant. Pitch count. It's I think we got the good. I think we got the play here. It's Nathan Yavaldi over 15 and a half outs. Yes. Again, his game log this postseason, six and two thirds, seven, six innings, and six and a third. Mm-hmm. 15 and a half is asking him to go five innings and get one out in the sixth inning. Circa's almost baiting you. I'll give you a little juice if you think he's gonna go seven, but they're baiting you and taking the under. Well, I don't think he goes seven complete. I mean six, sorry. Yeah, well, six complete. They're baiting you. He's gone six in every start. Why wouldn't he go six tonight against a, a weaker lineup than the Houston Astros? It's just it's just pitches, right? Well, these guys work the count. Houston doesn't work the count. But neither does Marte. Carroll's respectfully patient. Moreno's not. Walker's not. Gurriel's not. I mean, if he's locked in and gets and throwing first pitch strikes, he's going to run right through this lineup. 
if they get patient and make him work and take that splitty and make it be thrown for a strike, then they're, they're, you know, they're in a much better situation. There's no patience in that lineup, really. I mean. Well, the Diamondbacks as a team this year, I could do this math right now. As a team, this is every player that's taken it at bat this season. So obviously the lineup, uh, it's different. But here, every this entire season, they have seen 23,784 pitches. Let's divide that by 6,124 plate appearances. On average, the entire Diamondbacks team, 3.8 pitches per at bat per plate appearance. It's not good. That's it's not good at all. That's not good at all. Plate discipline. Corbin Carroll swings at the first pitch 32.3% of the time. Lourdes Goriel, 31% of the time. Christian Walker, 29.4. Cattell Marte, 28.9. Yeah, it's nonstop, right? And that's what They're an aggressive team. That was shocking me. 3.8 pitches per at bat? That's nothing. It's awful, right? That's why they're easy to navigate when you're throwing strikes. Like for a guy like me who I'm painting, this team's in trouble unless I'm having a bad day because they're going to swing it. First pitches that are no one going to be in the strike zone. And then if I'm locked into my corners with a little late action, like they're just going to ground out all day and be frustrated. And I'm going to go six innings on 38 pitches. Like it sounds crazy, but these guys that uh, like try to just go in there and blow stuff by these guys, like that's it's not going to happen. These guys, I think they can throw that high fastball versus Marte. It's not going to happen. But guys like Evaldi, who has power stuff, late action, if he's down on his lanes in the game early, this team's going to swing early and roll out all day or swing and miss all day. They're fr- but you, I'm telling you, look at Marino, look at Walker, look at the middle of this lineup. They just hack, 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 hack. That's all they do. That's why I didn't understand how some of these guys were pitching them. Like, again, they'd bring these these matchups in to face them, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you – like, it doesn't make sense versus Arizona. That's not how this team – like, they're not like this typical righty-righty, lefty-lefty matchup team. They're not at all. So I didn't mm-hmm. understand some of the things that they were doing. And I guess Philly kind of went on autopilot at times with their bullpen. Hoffman was always the first one up. Like, yeah. he was going to strike everybody out. But, again, I see this kid enough. I see the slider enough. It's not that magical anymore. So I, I like Nathan Yavaldi over 15 and a half outs tonight. I'm also on the you like over four and a half strike five and a half strikeouts. I'm not messing around with the strikeouts. Okay. Too high. I'm not messing Zach around Allen, with four it. and a half. You I'm not messing around with strikeouts. You know Texas strikes they strike out nonstop. They're they're a home run team. I know. Which is a beautiful team to face when you know when you're trying to punch dudes out and they think they can hit homers all the time. Well, this beautiful. is this is what I do Look like. At also. He struck out six in like two innings and got pulled. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness, and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time. For no additional charge, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, 
I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. This is what I do like from the Texas Rangers offense perspective. Over two and a half runs in the first five innings. Now, the reason I like this is because Zach Gowan gives up runs early. We know that. In three of his four postseason starts, Mm -hmm. Zach Gowan's given up runs in the first inning. And he usually settles down. We know he's that good at settling down. But in the first inning, he is a liability right now. It's crazy. The Rangers have scored three or more runs in the first five innings in six of their 11 postseason games. Four of the seven games against the Astros, the Rangers scored three or more runs in the first five innings. I, I think that it's with the, the the depth of this lineup, the power that this lineup has in a home run hitting ballpark, all it takes is to get a runner on, a bloop and a blast, two runs right then and there. You got a guy in Josh Jung batting eighth that's, that probably is going to hit a home run tonight. <laughs> like So... I'm not asking the, the Rangers to score five. I'm not asking the Rangers to blow to have a, 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 a ten spot. Three runs in five innings. I feel like, especially if they get at least one in the first off of Zach Allen, would it shock you if Corey Seager hits a solo home run in the first inning off of Zach Allen tonight? No, because again, he's been doing this almost all of September. Like if you, I mean, you can really go in and break it down. But in September, September third, he gave it five versus Baltimore. Then he shuts out Chicago at Wrigley. Probably wouldn't blow in, I'm going to assume, because it's hard to throw shutouts there if not. Then he went seven runs versus the Mets, four runs versus Frisco. Then he goes zero at Yankee Stadium. Then he goes two versus Houston, but both were in the first. He started this thing early in September, which he hadn't really done all season. And then you go into the postseason, and he's done it almost every start. Milwaukee he did, Dodgers he did, Philly he did, and Philly he did. Now, in most of those games, he kept it at two, and that's it. And again, the last two Philly series, he gave up a couple late, but he just, you know, he's kind of up against it at that point. Um, he hasn't been that shutout guy that we've seen no. in a long time. Mm-mm. Again, he's he he's eating inning, which is great because they need that because they're wearing their bullpen out. He's but also he, his home road splits are terrible. Like terrible. I mean, I know his home split was so good. His his home split's incredible. His his road he's been terrible on the road this year. If you look this season, Zach Gallon home road splits at home this year a two point four seven ERA. It's almost identical stats. hundred and I mean uh, as far as innings pitched, hundred and two innings at home, hundred eight on the road. A two point four seven ERA in sixteen starts at home, a four point four two 
in 18 starts on the road. So in only keep six it, more innings on the road, he's got double the RA. Keep, keep in mind, he was 11-1 and one with a one-something ERA at home until mid-September. Yes. And then he had two bad games in a row, and it ballooned his ERA up to 2 yep. four, seven. Still a much better pitcher at home than he is on the road. But and I get him on the road September, tonight. he's been average at home, if if that. In the month of September, Gowan went 3-3 three and three with a 4.17 ERA and six starts. Right. Yeah. So we have to look at that as well. And then we can't just look at everything. And then again, taking looking looking at the the batting or uh, the times through the lineup, this is where you can get to Zach Allen in the first inning this year. I'm going to read this to you real quick too before you say that. Yep. Strikeouts for Zach Allen in the postseason: four, 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 one. Haven't been great. Haven't been great. He's gone under every single time. Yeah. So in the first inning this year, he's got a 3.18 ERA. In the second inning, a 3.71 ERA. He settles down in the third inning, a 1.06. Fourth inning, 3.48. Fifth inning, 4.13. Sixth inning, 6.23. And first plate appearance. Six innings ones I don't like, right? So he's gone six, five and a third. Well, five plus six. The the reason I don't like the six inning stats is because as soon as I give a base runner, I get pulled, and then and somebody, then else, comes in, somebody else gives yeah. it up, and it goes on my ear. But still, a four point, I would have 4.13 in the fifth inning? That's not good. No. And the first innings are above th- – the first and second innings are above three each? The first inning and the fifth inning are the hardest for starting pitchers. One is because I'm, I'm starting the game, seeing what I have, seeing what they have. Like, you're working yourself into it. And it takes a second sometimes to get pissed off, whether I give up a hit or a walk. At that point, someone's on base. The fifth inning is the hardest inning as well because the game's on the line. At that point, it's like that cutoff to where I can get credit for a win. Yeah. And then after that, it's like managerial nonsense of whether they're going to lead me in or not. But those are the hardest two innings for us as starting pitchers. I also got one the more seventh, stat. The seventh, eighth, and ninth inning are easy because at that point, I'm dominating. Yeah, you're, you're in the flow. I got one more stat that's anti-Zach Allen for tonight. We, st- we said Nathan Uvalde's on normal rest. Zach Allen is on five days. So we've got one day extra of rest. This season, on the five days of rest, 4.3 ERA. 2.41 on normal four days. That's interesting. So one we- extra day, th- and you want to know when in the two starts he made with six or more days of rest? A 7.63 ERA. Seems to me like a guy who's a creature of habit mm-hmm. and enjoys pitching every fifth day. Yeah, I, I won't. One extra day screws him up. It's like, Two extra days, he's done. What, what do I throw my – that's what we do. We're like, do I throw my bullpen on normal? Do I soft? Do I, do, do I wait a day and throw a normal bullpen later? Like, what do I just go half and half? Like, all right, what am I – this is what we do. Like, we don't – it's hard. And some people love it. And this time of year, you would think an extra day off, man. And it's not like it was, like, very infrequent. So he made 18 starts this year every fifth day, right, on the normal four days rest then start. He made 13 starts this year with five days rest. Again, a 2.41 ERA, a 10-3 and record when he's on normal schedule. With five days rest, a 7-4 and record, a 4.3 ERA. I get it. He wants to pitch every fifth day? Well, He wants to pitch every fifth day. We and now this it. is this is day number six. His last start was on the twenty first. It is now the twenty seventh. I I like routine as well. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, I'd be curious to see what I was able to do on those days because I'll look it up right now. I like routine as well. But I had a teammate. So you think you were you think you were a creature of routine? Yeah, I, I had a teammate who. By the way, I love looking up your uh, baseball <laughs> reference. If like if we had like if we're out there starting our stretch on time, and then all of a sudden we had a rain delay. 
lose his mind because he was so routine oriented at 10, 15, 30 minutes. Would, I mean, he would lose his mind. And then he was like, I didn't know anything about betting then, but he's a complete bet against at that time. It was crazy, right? So some people, I, I want this routine. That's why domes are good for some people and, and outdoors is not good for others. Um, an extra day or two, like, again, we kind of get lost in, like, okay, what about my workouts? What about my running? Do I just look at it as a complete day off and dismiss everything? Like, what do I do? And we need to throw. All right, Josh Towers, you were actually a little bit better with the one extra day of rest. <laughs> you, yeah, you were, I mean, you're pretty, honestly, very comparable. Your ERA was like almost 4.8, 4.6. You were like literally like like the same. You just you were slightly better with me, the with the four things. Let me say with this the, with too. the extra day. Let me say this too. You know where you back, were back well, in my day. The hitters were much better. <laughs> <laughs> you know where you know where you were. Uh, well, it's only three, only three, uh, three games appearances. What was my uh, first inning ERA? Your first inning ERA. Yeah. Okay. Let's Watch see. this. In your career. Yeah. 4.49. I'm, I'm such, I'm so, I'm so, I'm like, there he is, right? I'm always the same guy all the time. <laughs> your stats are exactly, the same. you're like Derek Jeter from like, Der, you ever look at Derek Jeter's regular season stats to the postseason stats? Yeah. You know, some players like Elev, like some players like drop off in the postseason. Uh, we, we, we think that like Peyton Manning before he won a yeah. Super Bowl, right? Greatest regular season quarterback ever drops off in the postseason. Some guys elevate their game in the postseason, like Eli, Eli Manning. Uh, mediocre in the regular season, incredible <laughs> in the postseason. And then there's a Derek Jeter, who is exactly the same person yeah. in the regular season and the postseason. His stats stay exactly the it's same. Good. We know your we know stats. What you're gonna get. Your stats stayed exactly the same. <laughs> you know what you're going to get. You know how to use us. Yeah. That's why we're so valuable. Let's I see know exactly what I'm going to get out of Josh. Yeah, four days. You were you were literally the same on four days rest and five days rest and six days rest. You were like you were almost the same as well. Oh, I lose my mind on six days rest. That's so long. Six or more days rest. Yeah, actually, you were your best. Six or more days rest. <laughs> but it was only, you only you made you only uh, you didn't make any starts though. Those were all relief appearances. Yeah, because I was sucked. Yeah, that so was... they hide me in the pen at that point. With that, but you were your best at that point. That wasn't very good. Trust me. Or in the three appearances that you pitched like on consecutive days. That's when you were at your best. Actually. Oh, I can. I mean, I literally can start every three or four days. Like I'm, like I'm built to throw. I don't get sore. The more I throw, the better I feel. Right. So, like me as a reliever, it's not good because I have to get ready fast, and I hate that routine of sitting around. Like I want to be in control, but I can legitly pitch every single day. It doesn't affect me at all. Well, the umpire tonight uh, behind home plate is DJ Rayburn. And did you ever have Rayburn in your career? Let me look at your career by umpire. Yeah, you don't remember? No, I don't remember. I mean, I know who he is, but I don't remember at all yet. No, you never had him. All right, well, that's interesting. I wanted to see uh, if you had Rayburn. And Bill Miller is the crew chief. You had him for one game, Bill Miller. And on a game level, what did you do in that one game with Bill Miller behind the plate? Oh, not good. Uh, four runs in five and a third Jeez, innings. Clean it up, Bill. One walk. I don't walk. Two strikeouts. This is on him. One walk, two strikeouts. All right, so he didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't have a bad zone, I guess, for you. He had a terrible zone. <laughs> a terrible zone. If I give him four and only why I walk one, he had a terrible no. zone. Do you know who had a terrible zone? <clears throat> I'll, I will let you guess. Okay. First of all, I'll let every listener guess right now which umpire for Josh Towers' career has he had the most walks. Oh, wow. Which umpire? This is the easiest question for any baseball fan. Mind you, I'd probably walk less than one a game. Which umpire 
had the most walks when Josh Towers was the starting pitcher. You know, I got to say this to you. He threw Roy Halladay out of the game, like in the seventh inning. See, with, you already know the answer. With a no-hitter going. It, it's Angel Hernandez. With a no-hitter going. <laughs> Angel Hernandez, the most walks for you as a pitcher yeah. when he was behind the plate. He's the best. That's a huge shocker right there. All right, let's get let's get back into the World Series. Wait, tell them how many walks I had per nine innings in my career. Oh, now I got to pull your page back up. Yeah, yeah, pull it back up. Let's see. Because for 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 that to happen, and we all know Angel's history, right? Again, he threw Roy Halladay out of the game with a no-hitter going because he came close to hitting somebody. It was like, wait, what are you talking? I mean, it's just an embarrassment. But for my career, as far as walks. Eight-year career yeah. walks per nine? Yeah. 1.7. Yeah, I didn't walk anybody, right? It was very rare. I yeah. mean, if I walk, say, walk one in four innings with Bill, like, it was like, what? You know, for me to have that with Angel, it just, it just showed. I mean, it's just, he was never good. No. Never in our career. Never. I mean, this, I mean, I haven't played in a long time, and he wasn't good. I know. That's, that's amazing. All right, let's get back to the World Series, and let's talk about series-long bets. So I think you and I are both on the same page with the Texas Rangers winning this series. As far as a series spread, though. Who knows, right? What do you think? This is about? also why we bet individual games and don't just I know. I'm, I'm not betting the series. I'm yeah. just going to play it game by game because things change game by game. Although I will say this. But, but we've also proved that you can get both teams at, like, plus money. Yes, too. of course. Uh, I will say this, that. Last season, I nailed Jeremy Pena, World Series MVP. By the way, I was on it, too. At VEASAN, we talked about this at length. Uh, it was a great hit for me, great hit for the listeners. Yep. This year. It's weird that we both had it. We're picking it out now, okay? I was trying to crack my knuckles. People can hear it. Said we're getting to work. We went over this. By the way, it's not going to be a pitcher. All right. They're here's the odds right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Adolis Garcia is the favorite at plus 500. Corey Seager. What have you done for me lately? Plus huh? 550. <laughs> Cattell Marte, plus nope. 900. Corbin Carroll, 9 to 1 as well. Evan Carter, 14 to 1. Marcus nope. Simeon, 15 to nope. 1. Cross him off. Nathan Yavaldi, 16 to 1, the first pitcher on this list. It's just, it's the pitchers just don't go deep enough, right? And they're not, they're just not going to give it to pitchers. I don't care. I mean, because if, if so, Fought deserved it. Mm-hmm. Josh Jung, 20 to 1. Mitch Garver and Gabriel Moreno and Christian Walker, 20 to 1. Zach Gallen, 20 to 1 as well. And the next pitcher. Jordan Montgomery, a pitcher at 22 to 1. And you have to factor, they're going to give it to the winning team. Lourdes Goriel up next, 25 to 1. Tommy Pham, 30 to 1. Jonah Heim, 30 to 1. Nathaniel Lowe, 30 to 1. You can't give it to a, a catcher on Texas because I think they split. So, so that makes it tough. Who is your selection to be the World Series I MVP? I, I, it's a tough one. I don't like taking favorites, so I'm not going to go with Adolis Garcia. Even though he's the hottest guy on the planet right now. Yeah, he's locked, huh? I think that if we look, I'm going to start with the Texas Rangers. I'll give you one pick for each team. How's that? Yeah, I think you have to. Okay. let's. If we start with the Texas Rangers and we just look at the stats this postseason, and we want to see who's dominating this postseason. Well, with a, 500, well, with a uh, 483 on base percentage, wow. Corey Seager leads the way this postseason. Evan Carter is next at 449. But he's he's fallen off the last couple of games. Yeah, Evan Carter, the last couple of games, he had two RBIs. He was one for four, though. Two RBIs, and he was one for three the game before that. He's on a one, two, three, four, five-game hitting streak for him against Houston. This postseason, he has hit one home run. He's driven in five RBIs. Well, you know what? I saw 21-year-old Evan Carter. Remember the game, uh, the Cubbies in Atlanta towards the end of the year when Suzuki dropped that fly ball on right? Do you remember this? Briefly. 
Yeah. Somebody was saying, I mean, because it cost the Cubbies the game, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody was saying that's what put Arizona in the playoffs. Like, if the Cubbies would have caught that, they would have won. It would have been, like, Arizona would have been one out or something like that. Like, that that drop fly ball mm. is partially. Well, you can look at any lost game that should have yeah. been won. But, I mean, there's I mean, the Phillies should have won the series. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but, I mean, you're not talking yeah. about, like, playing catch. But, yeah, 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 right yeah. to you, you're just going to catch it. Like, yeah. it's. Somebody mentioned that there, and I was like, wow, can you imagine, like, that mm. had to happen? All right. My first bet for the Texas Rangers is going to be Evan Carter at 14 to 1. The 21 year old kid who has come on. He's gonna he's gonna be put in big moments. You're gonna pitch around guys like Garcia. You're gonna pitch around guys like Seager. Evan you Carter can't. is gonna beat you. You can't. What are you gonna pitch around Seager to get to Garcia? You can't pitch around two. I can't put two guys on base. But I'm going with I'm going Evan Carter, the 21 year old kid, just like I took Jeremy Pena, the youngster, last year. I'm going Evan Carter, fourteen to one for the Texas Rangers. Who's your Texas Rangers World Series MVP? I mean, with that logic, then we got to go with Josh. Josh Young. Yeah, that's a good bet. Josh Young, twenty to one. Put him back down to bottom of the lineup a little bit. Try to get that eighth. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I got Evan Carter, fourteen to one. You got Josh Young at twenty to one. From a Diamondbacks perspective, let's take a look at the Diamondbacks and see who's been hot this postseason. I mean, nobody. Kettle Marte. Tell Marte has been he's setting there. He's 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 looking to pass Derek Jeter for the most consecutive postseason games with a hit. So it's hard to go against that guy. Although I talked about the amazing on base percentage numbers for guys like Evan Carter and for Corey Seager, Cattell Marte has only had a three eighty two on base percentage because yeah, he swings at every first pitch, which blew my mind that Philadelphia would throw him balls in the strike zone. Yeah. He swung at every first pitch of the at bats. What were they doing still throwing him strikes early? That's the thing I couldn't figure out. Why are you giving this kid an opportunity? Anything located, anything with sink, take a little out. He rolls over. He swung at every single first pitch. He uh, gave you the recipe to get him out, and they chose not to. I didn't get it, dude. My long shot for the Arizona Diamondbacks is going to be Alec Thomas. the Again, youngster, center fielder, 23-year-old kid. He's got four home runs this postseason. I know that sometimes the they'll they'll take him out or whatever, but I, I Alec Thomas at what thirty five to one long shot wow. World Series MVP. Look at you with the for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Four homers this postseason already. I don't want to give it to anybody on this team. <laughs> Nobody. I just uh, feel like I don't like betting the guys that are at the top. Is I like Carol looking favorite? for the Diamondbacks. Yeah. No, Cattell Marte, and then yo, know, him and him and Carol and Marte are the same. Cattell Marte should not be on that list. He just should not yeah. be on that. I don't care. Um, Gabriel Moreno is twenty to one. He swings at every first pitch too, right? So then it's like it's I don't know, it's just flippy. I think um, uh, with Arizona, I'll go with Corbin just because he can absolutely do everything. Yeah, he gets a couple stolen and bases. If you notice the, the four runs the other day yeah. in the game they won, he either scored or drove in everyone. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. If you were to go a starting pitcher, who would it be? Fought. Wow, he's or Merrill, but they, they pulled Merrill so quick. You saw when he Brandon Fott is sixty-five to one. Yeah, because they're not gonna like they he's only gonna pitch once in the series, though. That's the problem. Maybe. Well, game three and game seven, I guess. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And he's been great. We can't go Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon's zero for the Philly series. I mean, Merrill Kelly forty to one. Yeah, and Merrill Kelly goes game two and game five. How about they pull? You saw when he goes nuts on him, and he's like, "You're really pulling me? Like, we're yeah. really doing this right now?" And he wouldn't shake the one guy's hand. Like, I don't blame him. I'd be mad too. Dark horse, you ready for this? Dark horse, seventy to one. Are you going Evan? No, 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 seventy to one. Dark horse, Max Bleepin Scherzer. To go what? Three innings. He, 
the, sh- the the benefit that the Rangers have now with Scherzer of losing him next year is, is that it? he's stretched out now. What he went three innings last start. That was just because it was uh, Game Seven, and they were they scared. You have a forty-five million dollar a year guy, the highest paid guy in seven. baseball. It, it was uh, high. Well, it was Game Seven. Paid yeah. guy in baseball yeah. can't go more than three innings in a the postseason. They're gonna let him go now. No chance. It's a long shot. It's seventy to one. But what if Scherzer goes five innings? Goes. Five shutout innings. Zero. Fought already did that. He didn't in two starts. Fought's already done that. And then and, no and then makes a relief appearance. Seventy to one. I'm just saying. Seventy to one. Just put the money over there. You put ten bucks down. You win seven hundred. <laughs> Seventy to one on Max Scherzer to win the MVP. It's these are long shots for a reason. I can see a path. I can't see it. Okay. We can't see the same path. Well. So here's my bets for the Texas Rangers. Officially, I'm on Evan Carter, 14 to 1. Evaldi, Montgomery, Scherzer. I can't call him a starter because he doesn't go anything. Just those three, huh? They got the other boys in the pen. At least they used them a little bit, so they're not completely dead. Mm -hmm. The playoffs make it to where baseball doesn't need five starters, but during the season, you need it so bad. All right, so official recap of the bets. World Series MVP, I got for the Texas Rangers, Evan Carter, 14 to 1. And for the Diamondbacks, I got, uh, uh, what did I say, Alec Thomas yeah. at, what was his number again? It was 20, 35 to 1. Josh, you have uh, for the. Um, I mean, just for the fun of the game, we're going to go Josh Young. You have Josh Young like at 20 hitting, to 1 I don't like him hitting for the Rangers. And then you said Carroll, Corbin Carroll, 9 to 1 for the Diamondbacks. My ultimate long shot. He was four for five with five stakes and three runs scored the other day. My ultimate long shot is Max Scherzer at 70 to one. And recapping our best bets for tonight's game one, we like Nathan Yavaldi over 15 and a half outs. And I gave a bonus on the uh, Texas Rangers over two and a half runs in the first five innings. Yeah, he did. Um, well, but our collective best yet. bet, our collective best bet is Nathan Yavaldi over 15 and a half outs. At William Hill at DraftKings. Over. Over 15 yeah, yeah, and a half yeah. outs. Yes. Um, again, when Scherzer's props come up, I'm, I'm still on the unders. I'm going to under innings and under strikeouts. And I don't really care what they are. It's crazy, man. He just They won't let this kid pitch. And it, I think it started. Well, he hasn't really earned it either. But you know what else is, it bothers me is about Max? Is I know his arm's not built up. I got all that. But he's, he's just so willing to give the ball up. Like on the mound. He's not even like, Merrill Kelly put up a fight. Guys are putting up fights. Max is like, okay, here, take it. Thank you. And he doesn't even try to put up a fight to stay in the game. It drives me crazy, man. He didn't get out of the third inning the other day. There's no reason to pull him. He was fine. I didn't get that at all. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, again, Garcia's been so hot, and it tells you this guy flipped the switch. He had 39 jacks in a regular season, and he got better once they had that scuffle, and he got called out by Houston, and, you know, they, you know, whatever, after him throwing the bat. I mean, a warranted celebration. And then he just he took it personal and got better. So obviously it's tough to to fade somebody like that. You know we're not big on betting the favorites. Garcia has been so good, so I don't mind if someone puts money on him. But if you're like us and you want to take some shots, again the Jeremy Pena one was so good last year because he was put in a situation. He played a position of of necessity. And so I understand the Evan Carter thing. I mean, there's certain guys that I'm going to go at. They put Josh Young at the bottom of the lineup because he hasn't been hitting well, so he's going to get more pitches. The problem with that is they're going to get a little bit less at bats, but they can easily take advantage of some stuff. And you got to figure everybody in in the World Series is going to be a little bit more puckered, a little bit more mm-hmm. 
you know, it's the World Series, and you don't want to fail. You want to win it, right? So then you're not as relaxed as you have been. I like the fact that, that both series went to Game 7s. You know, gave everybody a little bit more baseball experience, so maybe we get a better version of of a World Series. But again, when you're when you're betting these, especially the pitchers' props, guys, when you're betting these prop bets, understand the managers and what they've done. Like they're not going to venture very far away from their comfort zone with each individual guy. I've told you guys before. John Gibbons would tell me all the time, JT. I don't know what it is about you, but every time. I just want to pull you in the fifth or maybe the sixth inning, but I all I get just it's just, just I don't know you could be going good it doesn't matter it's just there's something about it and it's not personal it's just how I feel and so like I would never go past six with John Gibbons, even if I was dealing I just Bruce Bochy's an old school guy is gonna let his guys which go. is why we see Montgomery and Evaldi go so so long in every game which is why that's why I love this so we're going Evaldi over fifteen and a half outs. He's former former Major League pitcher Josh Towers. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the Major League Baseball World Series Preview Podcast brought to you by Pregame.com. You can go to Pregame.com right now and use our promo code SERIES15, and that'll save you $15 off of any purchase at Pregame.com. Again, the promo code SERIES15, save you $15 off your purchase at Pregame.com. We'll be back uh, midway through this series before the Game 3 in Arizona. Maybe we should take a ride and go to a game. You want to? Hop, on a, hop, hop in the Tesla and, and, and get and, uh, self-drive it all the way to Arizona? Yeah, I mean, we'll make a couple stops just to get some charge, but that gives us time to regroup and look at our, <laughs> our bets we're going to make. Maybe we go to, game, maybe we go to a game. I'm Scott Zadenberg. Once again, he's Josh Towers. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Straight Out of Vegas podcast feed.